0: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB on the 7th of January 2021. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott as usual. Scuddy, I was going to ask how was the day? I mean, this isn't a, a day that will live in infamy for a very long time.
1: I've seen a lot of uh, weird days. This one's going to be right up there, but uh, I've got a unique function to be able to go and clean my memory. A lot of the time I just forget things. So (laughs) I'll I'll probably forget this day before long as well. But my goodness, when I woke up this morning, I knew it would be busy and not necessarily because what's going on with markets.
0: Yeah, it, it really did kick off. Extraordinary scenes. You don't need us to tell you what unfolded in Washington, D.C., what is still unfolding as we record this podcast in terms of verifying the U.S. election results. We'll leave that there. We will take you through what happened in markets before, after, in this Asian session. And we'll start with Australia because there was a little bit of selling toward the close, but pretty extraordinary gains here. 1.6% for the S&P 200. I think it's the best daily performance in a couple of months. Uh, We saw the energy space, up by 4.5%, materials up by more than 4%, Rio Tinto putting on close to 9%. I mean, those are massive gains.
1: Massive. Uh, impressive. Uh, justified. Well, time will tell with that space, but uh, a lot of people are getting very excited about the uh, the cyclical upswing that's coming away, reflations on the way, inflations on the way. Uh, I've heard this many times before since the GFC, and there's been plenty of false dawns. Uh, most notably the uh, euro boom in 2017. But maybe this time will be different. This time we have fiscal policy working their favour rather than or monetary policy. Maybe it will
0: be different. Maybe it will. And we are expecting to see more stimulus now, likely, out of the US. So that adds to the conversation, especially when we start to see a weakening of economic indicators, which we did see in the ADP jobs report, that private read last night. It'll be interesting tonight to see what the jobless claims data points to in the US. Um, Here at home, we had a couple of economic reads as well, building approvals, which are going really strong. Uh, Now, the trade balance did disappoint. One tidbit that uh, ANZ pointed out in there was that despite China restricting our coal imports into the country, exports from Australia fell only very slightly. So they said that indicated that we are still finding other foreign buyers for Australian coal. Um, What did you make of that trade data that was out today, Scotty?
1: I'll be honest, I didn't take too close a look, but uh, I know a lot of people get a bit disappointed when they see that the size of the, uh, the surplus has narrowed, but it was because a huge increase in uh, imports. Part of that would be fuel, undoubtedly, without having to look at the uh, the details within the report, but that, that would have been a factor. But uh, you look at intermediate goods, you look at uh, you know, consumer goods, you look at capital goods, all those probably will like, increase given the size of the uh, the lift we saw, and that's a good sign for Australian demand. So, uh the fact that it's a smaller uh, surplus, I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. If we're uh, requiring more goods and services from abroad, mm-hmm. I think that means it's uh, no, we're doing okay here for the economy.
0: I think my point with that was as well is that the the run of economic data that we're getting here in Australia is looking really good um, this week so far, in the new year, I should say, and, and it was before then as well. Um, so technically, it is the
1: uh, uh, the new new week and the new year as this well. This
0: is true. This is true. So so when it comes to stimulus. Uh, We'll see how that plays out on the fiscal side going forward as we start to see some of those fiscal measures being wound back. Uh, We also heard from the Prime Minister Scott Morrison today talking about rolling out the vaccine sooner, getting approval sooner, rolling it out to frontline workers first. So again, you know, if a lot of the economic recovery story depends on the vaccine rollout, and that comes sooner than possible, it, it, it appears as if things are looking, you know, pretty rosy in Australia going forward.
1: Oh, welcome to my wagon. You've hitched your ride and uh, no, joining the party. It's, uh, I've, been, I've been feeling pretty good about the outlook for a while now, but uh, yeah, it's it's looking good. Uh, of course, uh, policy decisions would always help, but that was uh, my yesterday's rant, so I'm not going to go over over uh, overall ground, but uh, if we get that unified as well and have a unified response, how are we going to deal with things, that would be uh, you know, a little cherry on top.
0: Australian dollar at 77.9 US to end the equity session here in Australia, at least. So lots of uh, attention being placed on the Australian dollar. It's largely a US dollar story, which you've got to think with the Biden presidency being confirmed as we speak, uh, we will likely see further US dollar weakness. So when, Scotty, or how do you see this playing out in terms of, of the equity story here in Australia?
1: Well, it's going to be a headwind for uh, companies that have uh, large offshore earnings, but of course, they do have the opportunity to go and hedge against further uh, no, increases. The, uh, the, the FX curve uh, is looking not too much higher than where the Aussies trading at spot at the moment. So that's an opportunity if, uh, if your concerns are uh, no corporates out there that uh, you're going to go and see the Aussie dollar start to go and creep up into the 80s. But uh, look, it's it's rallying not just because of the U.S. dollar. It's primarily a U.S. dollar story. But there's lots of positive. We discussed the economic side of things. Commodity prices are going higher, and interest rate differentials are also working in our favor now. So there's lots of reasons why the Aussies are up here. And I know there's a lot of hand wringing starting to go and take place, and the RBA is going to be really upset about you know destroying our economic uh, future and recovery uh it's not quite at that point it's uh the aussie dollar is at a level where it's probably justified and uh it's doing exactly what you'd expect in a situation where relative to the rest of the world we're looking pretty good
0: okay so let's get to there was some corporate news out there today i'll say that pilbra uh was one of the best performers it was up by eight percent lithium Miners in general have been doing really well to start the new year. But uh, Pilbara came out and said that their shipments have lifted by about 38%, talking about price rises for lithium materials in China as well. So Pilbara having a great day today. Otherwise, the best performers were very much a thematic. So Rio Tinto, Santos in the the energy space. And we had uh, Linus as well, one of the best performers today, up by 7% uh, rare earths is its game now on the flip side of things uh we did have weakness coming through in silver lake so that gold story uh but the big ones were in the in the infotech space you know the the afterpays uh, the zips afterpay was down by more than four percent really reflecting some of the yeah that conversation we continue to have about the reflation trade and uh, the tech sell-off that happened in the us overnight it'll be um, really instructive to see how the the big tech names go tonight for many reasons, won't it?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting to see, particularly those buy now pay letter names are here in Australia, how they got hammered. Uh, and I know that a lot of people mock me and say, oh, Scotty, you know, you know, boring old bonds and FX guy, whatever. It's like, well, this is where the bond market comes back to bite you on the bottom. And uh, the bond market is, I uh, you know, those discounted rates are creeping high and you see the sensitivity that these really expensive growth stocks have. And just remember that the uh, Aussie 10-year, the nominal rate at the moment is only trading just a tick over 1%. If it starts to normalize further, I can guarantee you that afterpay share price is going to be a lot lower.
0: Atomos, now that we're on company stories, uh, it was a stock of the day. So we had Andrew Page sitting down with two guests to talk about Atomos, AMS is the ticker code, beat its sales guidance. uh, With the sales in the Northern Hemisphere really running ahead in the final months of last year, let's take a listen to what Gary Glover from Novus Capital and David Novak from Wealthwise Education had to say about this one.
2: The the question here is that uh, obviously great sector, video equipment, so it's it's more the hardware. so you'd think there should be continued to grow. Management seemed pretty confident that that sort of positive trend will continue. It's not the software, it's the hardware side here. So that, that's probably harder to, um, to advance on as well. So software can be pretty updated pretty quickly, whereas hardware is probably bigger steps, um, takes longer to sort of bring something in. So that's probably the good news for you know, Thomas. So yeah. So you'd think there should be reasonable growth for this sort of segment, just where they get more competitors, but definitely just as obviously to me it's just there's a massive movement there right now is that trend going to continue you think it will but i'm not sure if it's going to be at the same growth level that's the probably you know, the key here you know
1: you're, you're talking of a market cap of 235 million mm-hmm. negative earnings the first upgrade
0: yep. and the stock jumps 11 percent um no no thanks okay. I, I can find better value so that is is a tomos in the view of gary glover and david novak we'll leave that one there um look i just feel like there's an elephant in the room sitting around but again it's going to be a moving feast through the overnight in terms of u.s politics safe to say we'll be watching to see if we see those themes continuing you know small caps outperforming value at performing big tech getting hit big tech has really fallen afoul of a lot of uh the pundits, of course, Twitter moving to suspend Donald Trump's account for 12 hours. So that will mean that his account will be live sometime through this overnight session. I'm sorry, I should have done the maths before I started that sentence. But um, we also had Facebook um, suspending Donald Trump as well. So once he comes back online, we spoke with uh, the United States Study Center to end the day. You know it, What the tone c- is coming from the U.S. president will be uh, he said instrumental in determining what happens over the next uh, little while.
1: Yes, he's uh, he's got a key role to go and uh, and help quell uh, the stir. The stir. This the stir, absolute. I uh, can just tell what's going on there on the streets. Like no, the uh, it is very unsettled, and so he's got a job to go and calm that down. But nah. uh, markets, as they always do, are forward-looking. Uh, I've got to go and follow, and we have to follow uh, Donald Trump. Obviously, reasons I uh, know what we do for a living. Uh, but the markets, I think a lot of people have already switched off to what he's been doing for a long time uh, since the election and uh, moving on. But uh, there's always the threat that uh, no things could escalate, and let's hope he doesn't go down that path. But uh, that's where presidential characters and you remembered in time as to how you went and handles crises. Maybe one last chance to go and rectify that uh, that reputation.
0: Well, whatever reputation he has. All right, reputation precedes him, I think. Let's um, just end with a, well, a call to action. If you'd like to listen to our interview with former Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, you can do so by accessing the show notes. So Donald Trump, in his view is a narcissistic bully who turned out to be worse than uh, Malcolm Turnbull had feared. He gives us his account of his dealings with Donald Trump and also weighs in on how the current prime minister is dealing with the U.S. president. He is calling for those who helped enable uh, Donald Trump to be Called to task and he includes the media or at least portions of the media in that as well if you'd like to listen to it you can access it via the show notes or on our website or the app and there's a whole bunch of other great interviews that we've done throughout the day there i mentioned the jobless claims i mentioned what's coming up tonight tomorrow We will be speaking with uh, the Mooch again. Anthony Scaramucci, managing partner of Skybridge Capital. He has been prolific uh, on socials today and on U.S. media. He is calling for a rethink in terms of the Republican Party. He says that Donald Trump should go now. So we'll get um, his thoughts on what develops through the overnight period at 10.30 a.m. tomorrow. Um, Two o'clock, we'll be speaking with Steve Goldman. He is PM, managing director as well at Capstream Capital. He uh, lived in Washington, D.C. for 35 years. That is an aside. He is a bond guy. So we'll be talking fixed income. We'll be talking about the blue wave and uh, what that means for investments in that space. I
1: think when I last spoke to him, he was investing only very short duration. So he's probably happy given what's going on with longer term rates at the moment.
0: Yeah. All right. Look. Look. We uh, we look forward to seeing you live from 10 a.m. tomorrow, Scotty. I hope you have a good night. I hope you get some sleep. Um, we've got to wrap this up though, because you've got a you've got a game you're watching.
1: Yeah, the uh, the pitch test, the SEG cricket test has started. So it's uh, not always a great time here in Sydney. Uh, obviously, it's been a bit controversial this year with uh, with what's been going on with the game should be proceeding, whether it's, uh, no, there should be crowds involved. But uh, one, it's called the Pink Test because it's for the McGrath Foundation. It's a great charitable event, and I'm wearing a pink shirt today. To go and uh, To go and mark dedication. So anyone out there with a spare dollar, I would encourage you to go to the McGrath Foundation uh, page and uh, make a small donation. Of course, over $2, it's tax deductible.
0: Well, all right. We'll leave it on that note, Scotty. A positive note to end what was a pretty uh, tumultuous day. Safe to say, though, as we mentioned, it's a very much a risk-on environment as we head toward the European Open with uh, U.S. futures pointing higher. Uh, You couldn't write this stuff.
1: It's a Thursday. No, let's hope it's not Freaky Friday. We'll find out, but hopefully not. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free